All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. You're listening to You Suck with Al and Tom. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hello, guys, and welcome to to You Suck with me, Alex Whiteley. Me, George Lugo. Um, Tom may or or may not uh, pop up into this. Um, We... It's been a crazy, crazy week, right? And um, we this interview we were about to do with Jesse Uruji, um, who is an Xfinity NASCAR driver. Um, uh, it, it was it was changed, and then I, I I kind of went on a mad editing, doing stuff spree, and kind of got my 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 things all mixed up. I'm kind of learning that I need to slow down a little bit because it affects everything. But um, so I'll just message Tom like half an hour before this happened. Oh, we got the Jesse interview, so he hasn't even looked at the message yet. So he may turn up. He may not, but joining us is our good friend, Mr. George Lugo. How are you, George? You good? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. I mean, I'm always excited to interview and talk to someone completely new and just kind of like out of the element of my like everyday life. So I'm actually yeah. very excited for this. No, thank you very much. Because we we're just doing Thorskin uh, live. Yeah. And uh, my wife was like, yeah, you got the Jesse interview. And I've got the, I was like, you, you, I got the what now? Um, respectfully, sorry, Jesse. You're gonna watch this back. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. So I, I messaged. I said to George, George, if, if Tom doesn't come, would you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah. we got Jesse for half an hour, which means we can sit and chat for a bit, George. So um, you've been on Thorskin quite a bit. So if people have been watching the live shows, we'll be catching that. They're, they're kind of aware of your situation stuff at the moment. But just for the sake of you, suck. Um, what have you been up to lately, buddy? Uh, really, I'm not really doing much right now. I'm. Uh... I'm actually I'm actually uh out not working cuz I'm on disability for my shoulder injury and I'm actually mm-hmm. doing a lot of uh or trying to do a lot of video editing for uh my own show with actually David Raby and, and uh I'm not sure if you know uh Manny Rivera we do uh, like a a video critiquing show yeah he did audit yeah we're doing a video critiquing uh show called Not Your Everyday Critics and right now it's only on it's on YouTube but we're probably going to upload to Rumble Vimeo and stuff Pretty soon, we looked at Rumble. Uh, me and Moose are looking at that at the moment, and um, it's very popular right now. Yeah, um, he said it's lots of political sh- stuff, but um, I think that's probably because it's early doors. People kind of try yeah. and get there. It's it's either it's either the the religious nuts, respectfully. Uh, I mean, you can be religious if you like. You, yeah, it's you, fine. You know, but I mean, there's a there's a being religious and faithful, and then there's been a religious nut. That's different. Uh, there's either the re- religious nuts or the, or the uh, political stuff that get in there first. I mean, with the Shrewsbury Biscuit, um, when I first decided I wanted to do the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast, um, I was like, oh, there's going to be a, dozens of podcasts about this town. And it wasn't. It was just uh, church sermons. It's crazy how they get there first, right? It's nuts. But Yeah. This is how it I mean, they're trying, they're trying to spread the good word, right? And then also trying to do it within their town, trying to get everyone synced up. So it mm. makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Have you been watching anything lately? Are you stuck in anything? You've been uh, watching Pam and Tommy. Have you been watching the Book of Boba Fett? What have you been up to with that? It's in a surprise, you actually. I'm watching a lot of cooking shows. (laughs) I'm watching a lot of cooking shows. Uh, Gordon Ramsay stuff? uh, Not yet. 
I love Gordon Ramsay and I love everything that he does. Uh, I've been watching a lot of like backyard barbecue type stuff. And then Ooh, I watched, I just recently watched a show up, up on Netflix that we're no longer going to get seasons of because it aired in 2018 and we don't have any more seasons. One season only. It was called mm. The Final Table, but it was a very amazing cooking show. And I feel like the only reason it didn't become successful was because of the host. The host was. He was very, um, what's, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure how to describe it because he just wasn't, he wasn't incredibly likable. He was way no too charisma. Prof- yeah. He was too Un- charismatic. He was too professional for his own good. Yeah. Right. So like, I felt like that was the issue. Like a Ryan Cresswell type character. Where he's yeah. Kind of- yeah. And then like at the, at the very end of the season, we get like all these, cause they have like a uh, 24 of the best chefs in the world. And then like at the final plate on every episode, they bring, one like a uh, world renowned chef to judge the meal, you know, and then they have nine of them at the end of the series critique the last four people. So they have nine of the literally world renowned chefs for the whole world critique four meals to see who's in the B at the final table to sit with those top renowned chefs. And at the very end of the season, I felt like part of his part of his actual you know, his being actually leaked out because he, he kind of nerded out. He's like, he's like, can I take a second here? It was way off character. He's like, can I take a second? And like, we have nine of the best chefs in the world here. And I want to take, I would like to take a selfie with all you guys because this would never happen again. It was very, very off character. He like pulled his phone out and he did like a selfie of him and all the, you know, the best chefs of all time. It was really cool to see, but uh, I felt like his, his character as as the host, if it was a little bit lighter, probably would have been more successful, and they would have seen a second season. Um, well, I'll, what we'll do is we'll put a pin in this, and we'll talk about this after we speak to our guest because he is in, yeah. he's backstage. Because there, there, there's someone I want to talk to you about as far as cooking is concerned. I feel like we can definitely uh, uh, delve more into this. Uh, Jesse Ruji's backstage right now. Um, give us a thumbs mm-hmm. up, Jesse, if you're ready to come in. This isn't live, obviously. Yeah, he's there. Okay, so uh, introducing uh, our special guest. Um, Xfinity uh, NASCAR racer and uh, officer in the Navy Reserves, U.S. Navy Reserves, Jesse Uji. Hey, how are you, sir? Hey, doing pretty good. How's it going? Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much for joining the show. I'm, I'm really enjoy- looking forward to speaking to you. Originally, we spoke. We went to have Tom Bruno with us, but we've got my good friend from California, George Lugo. And- How's it going, George? How's it going, Jesse? Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Um, the reason I want to speak to you is, is because... I mean, motorsport in the UK is is big. Formula One, especially Formula One and mm-hmm. um, stock car racing and things, it is big. But you guys in America, when it comes to NASCAR and Xfinity and IndyCar, you guys take it to a whole another level, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, it is pretty wild. Um, you know, right now, yeah, NASCAR is the biggest motorsport in the U.S. Um, you know, people like all different kind of motorsports here. They like, you know, Formula One. They like IndyCar. They like drifting, um, uh, rally. We like all different sports. But as far as like the amount of people going to actual races, um, NASCAR is the largest, and we have fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand fans at uh, these races. And uh, it's just, you know, right now we're we're starting to see another growth period of it. It was absolutely massive in the uh, 90s and um, and 2000s. And then there was a little bit of a dip kind of between, I would say, 20, 
11 or 12 through probably about 2016, 17, there was like this dip and then it started coming back up. So um, I'm excited on where it's at right now and it's just continuing to grow and, you know, things are looking great for the future. And this is what this is what gets me about, and this is what I love about you, Suck, is because we talk about the differences in our culture. Now, when it comes to sport and events over here in the UK, I mean, of course, football is like one of the biggest sports, and I'm talking about soccer. Um, and I love the NFL, but I refuse to call it football. It's American hand egg, right? Because we have football. Uh, hand, uh, egg. I lo- <laughs> hand egg. Hand egg. Um, uh, but what I love, about the NFL is it's an experience and it's the same with NASCAR, same with going to these, it is like the atmosphere is just electric. And um, what is it about, I mean, obviously that is a, an attractive thing, but what is it about driving a car for you that brought you into the sport? On the driving side of it, um, just being able to put together a good lap over and over and over, you know, that's what excites me. That's what, you know, makes me happy. Um, you know, a lot of people will watch it on TV and look at NASCAR, look at stock car racing on ovals. They see it as something that's easy. It's like, oh, all you have to do is just, you know, drive and turn left, drive and turn left. And it's just so much more to it than that. Yeah, it's easy to drive and turn left when you're going 60, 70, 80 miles per hour. But go drive and turn left with 39 other people next to you all of you entering that same corner that is only wide enough to take maybe three people maximum and you're doing that at 180 190 200 miles per hour and by the way as you're entering that corner like that the car is starting to get sideways the air coming off of different vehicles is pushing you around while you're getting sideways and you're having to control this and then guess what you don't just do it one or two laps you don't do it 10 laps you don't do it 50 laps you don't do it 100 laps you're doing it 200 250 laps 300 laps <laughs> so um it's very difficult that's like literally disintegrating as you go in the cars the, the tires are wearing down the engine's exactly hot. it's hot inside the car we don't have ac it's not like we have air just really? you know ball. yeah no what? there's no ac there's no ac button to hit and just it's nice exactly, and cool yeah. We have a um, we have a helmet blower, which uh, you plug in this hose to your helmet and it blows cooler air into your helmet. But it's not, you know, AC cool. It's I would say just cooler air, you know. So is that like <laughs> is that just like a line from the top of the car that's plugged into your helmet? So there's like no Freon involved. There's a machine. Um, I don't believe it has any Freon in it, but there is a machine, a small little machine, um, not that big at all. In fact, shoot, about, about the size of. The smaller than this box right here. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and it 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 just um it 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 usually it just cools down. The, it sucks in the air um, from a particular point, cools down some of that air, and and throws it at your head. Um, it, usually, it's just like around maybe a little bit cooler than ambient temperature, which is cooler than it, it's it's great because while you're in that car, you know different races, you'll be 120, 130, 150 degrees inside that car for multiple Please. hours as you're in there and you have a race suit on um, and you're driving really fast, uh, going into the corner, trying to control this vehicle. So you're already stressed. Um, all this stuff is happening and you're having to survive through that. And do you have like, I mean, I know you, you, you're part of your own team. You've got your own race team, which is amazing, by the way. That sounds so cool. But do you have like a, like a team coach or somebody in your ear going, you need to go left, you need to go left, slow down or go faster <laughs> or get that guy. Do you have like people barking orders into your ear while you're doing that? 
so we have a spotter and the spotter is basically guiding you around the track helping you uh not get into any wrecks because you know your your visibility is very limited in in, in a race car you can only see basically about here uh you can't it's not like a normal street car where you can just turn around and look behind you and do you can't do all that stuff you have mirrors you have a mirror here a mirror there you don't have any right side mirror so uh you're using your mirrors and you can't really look much so your spotters in your ear telling you where people are at around you and then also coaching you through the track you know if he notices he or she notices that you're entering a corner a little bit too shallow or you're know, driving in too deep or not driving deep enough they'll let you know saying hey you can do this you can do that this is from my point of view his point of view um up high seeing what the car is doing they can kind of help guide you because sometimes even driving as much as you are the driver and you're feeling what's going on and you're driving to the best of your ability there's some things you're probably doing wrong as a driver that from a top bird as i view they can see like hey i'm noticing you're, you keep on doing this and this is why you're probably um getting uh getting that understeer going on or that oversteer or whatever you can probably make this correction because i'm seeing everybody else make that correction do that and it's probably going to help you fantastic yeah. Is there is there any is there any preparation you would take like going into a big race? Do you have any knowledge of the other drivers and the, their actual style of driving that you get uh, beforehand that you can use to your advantage? Um, not I don't. I, so when it, going into other races, uh, what I do is I typically try to pay attention, or I, what I do is I watch film on the past races. Right, I watch film on. Uh, you know, how that race p played out as far as, you know, tire strategy. Um, was it a race that people wreck a lot? Is it a race where, you know, a lot of cautions for whatever reason? Is there a lot of tire wear? The tires last pretty long there. You know, all these different things. I watch it from that point. And then I also watch in-car camera. Um, every most races, there will be at least one or two drivers that will have an in-car camera um, from uh, Fox or NBC. And they usually post those videos online on YouTube. So I'll go and watch those just to listen to um, the driver as far as not listening to what they're saying, but listening to uh, their throttle control. Right. So when they're going to corner, I want to listen. OK, oh. at what point are they lifting the gap, lifting off the throttle? At what point are they uh, getting back in it? Are they getting back in it really hard or is it kind of this feathering because the track is real slick or how are they doing it? And then I look at what are their marks? At, at what at what point are they starting to turn in? Because there's all these different marks on a track you can use to help gauge on your turn in points, braking or just lifting off the throttle or, or whatever. So I, I watch from their point of view in their eyes to see, OK, this is what they're looking at. This is where they're going. And this is when they're doing what. So then I can mimic that same thing when I go to a track that I've, you know, haven't been on before. Okay. How, it's, it seems like the conditions you put yourself under are just unreal. They seem to, like the outsider, completely unrealistic. You know, you are fighting this machine whilst trying to dodge other cars, trying to get the <laughs> fastest lap times after, you know, weeks and weeks of preparation whilst being scrutinized and watched. And, you know, there's, there's people like fans of NASCAR. They they like their data. They like they like the look at records and lap times and uh, the 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 the, uh, the graphs and things. How, how do you deal with all that? Yeah, um, they <laughs> yeah there there is a lot of there's a lot to 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 bring on board to take on board you know, especially going into the race. And yeah, no, uh, a lot of fans are getting more into it now. Data is more readily available, so fans do like to get the behind the scenes information on what's going on with the cars, the drivers, adjustments they're making, all that stuff. You know, fans want to be engaged. They want to feel like they're right there. They want to feel like they're part of their team that they're rooting for. Uh, even now, um, 
uh, NASCAR on their app, if you download the NASCAR app, you can follow your particular team that you like on the app and you can listen to their radio communication uh, throughout the entire race and you can switch back and forth. So let's say you're following me. You can jump on a NASCAR app and and click on the number 34 for my race this weekend and and listen to my uh, communication with the crew chief and spotter and all that the whole race. That's insane because you'd be like, that <laughs> motherfucker, why is it move out of my way? Like, he brain tested me. Yeah. What the shit? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It's yeah, really yeah. awesome. It might yeah. be a little rated R at the moment for some, <laughs> for some drivers. I don't know. I try not to cuss on there, but there's some drivers who lose, who lose their mind and they start going off. <laughs> what, what preparations do you take before you go into a race? What kind of like mindset do you put yourself so that way you're comfortable when you start? For me, uh, the biggest thing is uh, really mellowing down and getting focused. You got to be as focused as possible. You don't want to be crazy amped, but you want to be as alert and focused as possible. And um, you can't let any other distractions start pulling your mind away, uh, especially once you get in the car. Because once you're driving, I mean, you're you're doing a lot of laps and it takes a lot of focus. Last thing you want to do is get out there and all of a sudden get used to it and just start letting your mind go to different places because then that's when you start making mistakes. That's when you start getting slower, all that stuff. You really got to be laser focused on like every single lap, like just every time, (laughs) you know, so it takes a a certain level of focus. So getting your mind ready for that prior to the race is really what's important because uh, it's without it, you're, you're just going to just fall off. (laughs) Um, now the the season's is underway now. Uh, obviously Daytona started all off. Um, what is a what is a week like for you? Is it is it like do you have like a routine of uh, I don't know three or four days training for a specific track? Uh, yeah, then you have day doing uh, exercise. What is a week like for you, Jesse? Yeah, uh, typically during the week I'll do physical fitness stuff. So I'll go outside and I'll run uh, sprints. I'll do a little boxing workout. I'll lift weights. Um, I'll do abs. And then uh, I do training on my racing simulator here at home. I have a, a in-house simulator that I train on. I'll spend usually about uh, about hour and a half, two hours uh, an evening on their training. Uh, anything more than that, your eyes start like, it just, you're not, it, you start losing the quality as far as what you're getting out of it. Um, but uh, I, I do the training on the simulator. And then, you know, throughout the week, I'm making sure I'm staying hydrated, drinking plenty of water um, yeah, and doing everything I can to get the right electrolytes in my body. Uh, and then, yeah, just that, those are the biggest things out there. Just staying hydrated, staying physically fit, training on your racing simulator and also watching uh, film on a race. And I'll, uh, I'll do a lot of that film watching usually during my workout. I'll have like my phone propped up somewhere. And uh, like I mentioned, like I can start listening to like the driver on a throttle control and input and all that stuff. And, um, you know, while I'm lifting, I can watch certain parts of the race and see what they're doing. And um, also, too, while I'm working out, that's when my mind is you know, running the best. So it helps me really take on board that information a lot better than just sitting down and watching a TV for a couple hours. Okay. Um, how hard is it? Right. This is going to sound like a dumb question, but I, I don't think it is because you got, you, you know, you, you're in the in the zone half the time with how, how hard is it not to drive 150 mile an hour down the down normal <laughs> streets and to switch from no. game mode to normal driving mode, you know? It's actually real easy to switch. Um, when you, uh, so the thing is, like race car drivers, I believe, when you get on the road, we don't, I don't, I feel like we don't speed like that because uh, we get all that adrenaline rush out on the track. When we get on the roads, we just oh, drive. Chill. That like, makes sense. 
I also driving a much different vehicle. So, I mean, that definitely makes sense. You're not driving a vehicle on the highway that you would drive on the track. It's not even comparable. Uh, Who are you? Who are you? My my few vehicles I have actually all all make more horsepower than my race car on track. Really? Uh, What? What what, what cars are we talking about, Jesse? We need to discuss so I have a Corvette C6 Z06. Ooh. I have a Corvette C7 Z06 and a R32 GTR Skyline. <laughs> you got the you okay? You have a you have an like an old school R32 right hand drive Skyline. Right, right hand drive, fully built RB26 single turbo 8374. Oh, that's amazing. Sequential so transmission. We're not, we're not going talking about a Fiat right 500 or a, a Nissan. We're not talking about the girl car. Widely. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the Corvettes are amazing. Like my C7 Z06, fully built, you know, uh, uh, 2650 supercharger on it, built motor, built yeah. transmission, built rear end. It's an eight second car. Um, once we get a few things sorted out with it, the C6 Z06 is my drift car. So um, I take it f- drifting and I can drive it all the way to track and drive it all the way back home. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a monster heads, cam, supercharger sticking out of the hood, LS7, making, you know, ton of, a ton of power. That is insane. Your daily driver is an eight-second car. Yeah, that the one that, that is that, yeah. so insane. <laughs> it make, yeah, it's uh, what we're actually working on getting the fuel system in there, but um, the right fuel system. But uh, once that's in there, yeah, that thing we could make as much as the thing is built to handle twelve, thirteen hundred horsepower. So, um, we don't have it turned oh. up to that point yet, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> oh, that is so powerful! It's 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 Months. hard to comprehend that you drive that on a daily basis, and that's that's not even the race car. That is yeah. your. Get and I drive it chill. Back. I drive it to. I drive it really, really chill. Like I, I, I baby oh, it. It's wow. funny. Like I'll, I'll be at a stoplight. The light will turn green. I'm just like, you know, just taking off. And people like go around me, looking at me funny. Like I'm like, I just, I'm chill. Like y'all. That'd be so incredible. Like people tailgating you because they're like, come on, you got to be quick. Yeah, yeah. The amount of restraint. Well, is it those cars? The cars I have, they're so powerful that. You don't want to just stand on the throttle on a normal street because they will like tires will break loose really, really easy. And if I'm going to be breaking the tires loose, I'd rather do it on track. Like on track. I'll tell you, I'll, yeah, I'll, you know, go to the drag strip, go to the road course, you know, my, my drift car, go to the drift track, go do it there, you know, where it's a safer environment as far as like not putting other people at risk. Um, yeah, you can always still crash at the track, but you know, I, if you're going to crash, I'd rather do it where I'm on, the, go, on the track you know, hit a family of five, you know, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want to mess around on the street. That's why I just, I keep it chill. It's not worth getting major. I hate paying the government tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, when you're, when you're right, when you're not actually doing uh NASCAR, where do you like to take your cars? just to run on the track um so like uh, the most stuff i do on track right now is really drifting with my c6 z06 so uh what i do is i I'll go to willow springs they have a few drift tracks up there um balcony um speedway and um uh horse thief mile and then i'll go to um adams motorsports park in riverside california they have a okay. go-kart track that they open up yeah. for drifting and then uh, i've been to apple valley speedway which is uh a really really nice uh drift track uh and then those are the only places i've been i believe yeah uh yeah those are the only places i've been so those three spots i just kind of rotate okay 
And um, when you're normally on those tracks, so you're you're normally in the Z06. Do you ever take the R32 onto any of those tracks? Uh, I know I that's not really that's not really a car <laughs> built for drifting. No, I don't drift do you, with it. I I've drag raced with it though. So. Yeah. My 32, the only track stuff it does is drag racing. So okay. um, back in 2020, when I first bought it, I probably went to a drag strip at least five times or so, five, six times. Um, then okay. I um, I had an issue with cylinder six, had to, um, I, and then I was like, well, instead of just replacing that one piston, let's just build the whole motor because I'm going to take mm-hmm. it out anyway. So took it out, built the whole motor, um, and then I started taking a drag racing again. Um, well, I actually only went like one time and then... Um, the transmission I had, I, I got this like straight cut gear trans, but I started having issues um, with it. Um, it was built like to handle good power, but um, not built to flat shift. <laughs> so okay. anytime I tried to flat shift, it was like starting to break other stock parts in there. So oh, um, no. I had to get that all fixed and upgraded a lot of other stuff in it. Um, and haven't put that transmission back in because uh, one of my friends was um, letting one of his uh, sequential transmissions go for a really, really low price um, for what it was brand new so i was like i gotta jump on it so i just bought that and getting the sequential thrown back in and i'll take a drag racing again after that awesome. um when it with, with you i mean obviously like you could have i guess stepped into a, a racing team and, and raced for somebody else but you, you obviously you've got your own team uh, what made you decide to create your own team as far uh, apart from you know joining somebody else yeah, um, starting our own team, the goal was to one, you know, do this with Emmett, you know, Emmett Smith, Hall of Fame running back. Um, and, and our goal and vision was to create an opportunity generating system where we can provide opportunities for people who would have never thought they'd have an opportunity to be in motorsports. We want to diversify motorsports. We want to use uh, motorsports to um, um, uh, incorporate it with esports and STEM. So that's interesting for kids. Uh, we want to use this opportunity to uh, also create platforms for military service members who are transitioning out of the military to have a chance to maybe make that transition into motorsports, work on the team side, maybe pit crew, maybe uh, become, you know work on the engineering side, whatever it is, we want to figure out a way to get that to happen. So that's why we wanted to start the team and also, you know, of course, compete on track. And mm. we knew that we weren't going to be able to start all these other programs and do anything in these other areas unless we owned our own team if i don't own the team then i can't go to someone else's team and say hey we need to do this and that that might not be their prerogative so um we figured we need to have our own so that we can be able to make the decisions on what we do and how we do it and how we can affect positive change in the world i love that so much i love that you're not like i'm going for ultimate glory you, you know you're helping people as well and especially people that have come out of uh, come out of the forces and you know, while they've been in the forces, I haven't learned to do dick. You know, yeah. apart apart from the job they were designed to do in, in the army. So mm-hmm. you're you're giving them a, a, an extra an extra step and something else to earn towards, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. So thank you for doing that for people. You know, yeah, for sure. Cool. At what at what point in life did you realize that this is something that you wanted to do? Because I, you were obviously lieutenant commander, and you're still mm-hmm. serving. Uh, currently yes at what point in time did you realize that uh driving for nascar or racing professionally was something that you wanted to do for your career yeah um i had you know originally i'm from dallas texas and i grew up in dallas and uh, while growing up in dallas i had my first big goal was to go to college and play college football so i worked really hard in high school to put myself in a position to get recruited and as i grinded and grinded and grinded and finally got better than the other p or really i out i don't even know if i i was more 
skilled than them, but I just out effort everybody else and eventually got seen by some schools. And one of them was the Naval Academy and they recruited me. And I just looked at it as a great chance to go to a good school, play football, get a great education. And when I graduate, have a career. And uh, I did that, played football four years at the Naval Academy, also ran track there, graduated in 2010. And once I graduated, I didn't have football anymore. So um, I had always had a passion for cars and racing. I loved all the Fast and Furious films. I used to watch racing on TV, but I just never got into, like, actually got to do anything with cars because football kind of took over my life, you know, middle school, high school, college. Finally, now that I was graduated, I didn't have football anymore and I needed something fun that was competitive to do. I was like, oh, let's, let me get back into this car, this car thing because I actually have money now. So I uh, bought a Challenger. Um, I was building Ooh. that thing up. And then um, after that, bought a Corvette. That was my, I still have the same Corvette today. Oh, um, nice. It's a C6, the C6 Z06. And nice. um, bought that and decided to do track days with it. I went to like different tracks and I daily drove it. I would drive like all these miles. So that car has now, that Corvette has... Uh, 217,000 miles on it now. Yeah. Wow. Ori- <laughs> yeah, original? Original miles. That motor has the, the bottom end of that motor has never come apart. Um, oh, wow. That's very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, impressive. Refresh. I need to refresh it, but like, I kind of like being able to say that I've never taken it apart. <laughs> well, you, that's, that's, that's great. Cause like now yeah. you, you keep the maintenance on it so yeah. well that you didn't have to crack oil changes, the, oil changes and just don't do anything like dumb with it. You know, just like, don't do like, anything dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. but people, it's funny. Cause like I, I used to take it on track days. People are like, Oh yeah, you're beating on the car. I'm like, I'm not really, I'm not, not standing on the rev limiter. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, doing just, there's things you can do that can quickly damage a car and there's things you can do to keep it from getting damaged while still having a lot of fun with it so i was just being smart while having fun with it and um after you know doing track days and all that stuff finally in about january of 2014 um i was sitting in my room one night and i just was thinking i was like man i like cars i like racing i think it's cool i'm doing these track days you know why not try to become a pro driver and once i thought of that i was like I think that's what I'm going to do. I just saw myself do it. I'm like, I think I think I like had this epiphany. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a pro driver. And I wrote it on my whiteboard, put it on my wall. And then from there, the journey began. I started doing the littlest stuff. I was just going on the internet, researching how to become a pro driver. I would go uh, after work each day because I was still on the ships. I would go to the local K1 speed go-kart track um, at least once or twice a week. And I would buy like, you know, I don't know, how many like three sessions or so four sessions and i would just do it and try to get the fastest time of the day like every single time (laughs) you know and all all these little stuff you know like i just kept telling myself i was like this would be a marathon a lot of big hurdles i'll need to hit but right now i gotta do the small things just start small just start putting focus energy showing the universe that i'm serious like i want to go after this and every single day as i was grinding and think of this more and more you start putting focus energy in your mind towards something and you start putting and you couple that with action and you cut and then you couple all that with uh just this relentless like obsessive no matter what this is going to happen type attitude the universe will start putting people things in your in your on your path to continue to help you get there um and as you're going there will be pitfalls people will try to trip you up people will hit you they'll punch you they'll kick you they'll knock you down people will stab mm-hmm. you people will try to bring you backwards um and not just people circumstances and situations will try to do it as well um but as long as you're yet that once again relentless and obsessive attitude that you will accomplish it no matter what that's what I just had in my mind. So then it just kept leading me to the next thing. Okay, how do you get into racing? Oh, go talk to people in racing so that you can figure out a way to maybe do a test with the team. 
go start uh, figuring a way to find the money, right? Oh, I don't have enough money to raise. Okay, well, that's no excuse. Go find it. Go make it, right? Go start start a bit. We'll get, find a sponsor. Yeah, but no one wants to sponsor a beginner. So because no one wanted to sponsor a beginner, was I going to let that stop me? No, because I had this relentless and obsessive attitude that I was going to make this happen no matter what. So I was like, okay, companies, if y'all don't want to sponsor me, screw you. I'm going to sponsor myself. So I started my own business and I that business, I figured out a way to make money with it so I could sponsor myself because nobody else wanted to sponsor me. And I did that until my name got out there enough where people finally were coming back and like, oh, Jesse, I know I didn't sponsor you last year, but man, you're cool now. I want to sponsor you now. And then I was like, okay, cool. Well, guess what? The price yesterday isn't the price today. So <laughs> <boom. laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. They didn't they didn't take a chance and all of a sudden you have like some skill and some and like some now you're doing so you're being successful. It's not just like, hey, hey, it's 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 what you're doing with it. I think mm-hmm. yes, I would love Jesse for you to go and win and do amazing things. But what you are doing for ex servicemen and for young mm-hmm. people um, with your team, I just think such a nice, responsible thing. And I think we need to see more of that in this world that we're living. We were just yeah. doing a podcast just now. We were talking about uh, Karen's and the customer is always right. And this kind of world <laughs> we're living at the moment, it, it, it does seem to be a very much me, 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 me first world yeah. kind of thing. So mm-hmm. to see you doing that and reaching out is actually really, really refreshing. Um, yeah. Jesse, uh, what we tend, what we got, I know we've only got you for three more minutes. Um, we ask our previous guests to ask the next guests a question. They don't know who's on the show. Uh, and then on our last show was uh, Mariah um, Iman Wilson from Saved by the Bell the Saved by the Bell reboot. Oh. And she, uh, she didn't know we were speaking to you. And she asked you, uh, when you wake up in the morning, uh, what's the first thing you do? Well, well, respectfully, the... respectfully, of oh, course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing you do, that may help you get through your day. <laughs> uh, no one was Mariah. thinking it, Alex. Why did you have to say that? Uh, I'm sorry about Mariah. I had to change the wording of your question. To be respectful, oh, sorry, but yeah, the first yeah. thing you do to help you get you through your day. No, you it's it, it's it's kind of just a normal thing. I would say I, I the first thing I usually do is turn over to my phone and look to see if there's any fires that happened the night before. I have like multiple businesses now, and a lot of them run through the night. I have a trucking company. Drivers are running through the night. Um, sometimes things happen, right? So I just check first to make sure nothing is on fire with the race team, nothing's on fire with any of the businesses or nothing's on fire with just the rest of life. So that's usually what I do. I turn and the moment moment I don't see there's any fires, I'm like, okay, boom, now time to start executing. So my first couple hours in the morning is mainly social media and emails. So I'm just going through all my messages, answering a lot of them. Um, and then, uh, you know, looking to see if there's any opportunities there, you know, who knows, some company might reach out saying they want to do something. I don't know. Every day is a new day. You just find out new things and then go through my emails to see, okay, what can I answer right now? Or should I wait till later on today or what? Can I put off till tomorrow? You know, I go through them and I start doing that. That's like the first two hours of my day before I actually like actually get up out of my room and go start. And I got to make my posts too. I got to like start scheduling posts and posts on all these pages that I That's have. Really good advice, actually. Yeah, I yeah. I know it's like your routine, but yeah. Because to put that off and be like, I'll do it. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. No, I'm just gonna watch another episode of this show. Then I'll get onto it. <laughs> get it done now while it's on your mind. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I knock it out all there right there in the morning. I mean, I still got to check my emails and social media stuff throughout the day. But if you can get like the 
stuff done that you really need to get done. Like make sure you got content that's gotten getting pushed out. You make sure you got through all your most of the messages. You know, more, more will come throughout the day, but you get to the bulk of that. It'll keep you from wasting a lot more time during the day on it. You know, so um, well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you for that. I really do appreciate. Okay. It. And uh, I need to ask you a flip side for our next guest. Mm-hmm. You don't know who we're speaking to. Uh, would do you have a question for our next guest that you'd like to ask? <laughs> yes, my question for the next guest is what was the reason you and your first boyfriend or girlfriend broke up? <laughs> That's a good one. That's really solid. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the reason I asked that is because, you know, uh this is something you can tell your kids um, like, Hey, be careful on who your first boyfriend or girlfriend is. The reason why is because with the way you set up your passwords and all that stuff nowadays, everyone, including the bank, everyone wants to remind you of who your first girlfriend your or first boyfriend was. was. Yeah. yeah. So because of that, just remember that you always, you'll never forget them. So just be careful on who the first one is because it will be part of your life like forever <laughs> <laughs> because she loves me too much and it's not she about me it's about me. her <laughs> you know kids she's too kids, good for me that's what she said <laughs> you know kids kids nowadays they're dating at you know i don't even know like 13 years old they're 12. dating young they're, they're like they're down they're like yeah i mean but then again i think about it i mean i remember you know i had crushes when i was in fourth grade and fifth grade and all you know so i guess that's somewhat normal <laughs> we'll, we'll ask yeah. our next guest for that and uh we'll we'll, we'll make sure you you understand the, the the answer and stuff but thank you so much for chatting to us today jesse yeah well, it's, um, thanks for having me thank you it's a yeah. you're, you're an absolute star because not only are you doing this amazing thing that i could never do you look like you you sit in hell while you're in that car but you're enjoying <laughs> what you're doing and you are you are you're often helped other people as well with what you do so thank you for being you thank you for coming on the show is where can people follow you and follow your progress uh, on social media yeah. Yeah, uh, they can follow any of my pages. Just look me up, uh, Jesse, J-E-S-S-E. Uh, last name is I-W-U-J-I. Um, you can look me up on any of the social pe- media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, um, I don't know, all everything, Snapchat, whatever. I'm, I'm on all of them. So uh, look me up, um, follow me, follow everything we're doing, like, comment, subscribe whatever you want, <laughs> all that stuff, do all that, you know, keep supporting the journey, share everything we do. And it, help, it helps out a lot. You're an absolute star. Uh, George, have you got anything to add before we let Jesse go? I do, but it's going to be like a five minute conversation. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> We're under strict uh, instructions to let Jesse go after half an hour, but yeah. Jesse, <laughs> you've been an absolute star. We'll let you go. Um, but thank you so, so much for joining us. We will send you the link when this is out. Um, but uh, Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Awuji, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for thank having you. me. Y'all have a good one. And uh, hopefully anybody listening out there is inspired and they want to go run through a brick wall and achieve their dreams. And at the end of the day, life rewards those who stay strong enough, long enough. You're a star. Thank you so much. We'll let you, you go. Thank We're going to so carry much. on chatting for a bit, but thank you for joining us. Yeah, You're thank you. Star. See you now. See you. Bye, Jesse. See you. What a nice guy. What a really He's nice amazing. Guy. It was really great. I love that conversation. Uh, the short and snappy stuff isn't too bad, is it? You know, um, 
Yeah. I, I would love to sit and like grill him for a lot. Not grill him. That's the, I keep saying that. <laughs> He's like, I want to grill him. I want to grill him. But I'd love to sit and, and get into his mind a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, because for sure. Understanding for sure. why somebody want to do that to themselves. Because it, it does sound like incredibly difficult what a NASCAR driver does, you know, or any kind of racer, if I'm honest. It's all coming to you so quickly as well, you know? That winner mentality and that 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 whole thought process to be you know to push uh beyond your limits you know and not listen to everyone's like negativity like he has that he has that uh that feature you know like he he can push past like oh you can't do this he's like nope I'm doing me and that's it and I I like that I like that yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's good because he's not like it's not like a glory hunting. I like America is like the way it gets portrayed from the outside is you, you have to be number one. You have to win. We get that a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and he's not, he's kind of like, Oh no, no, no. I want to, I want to help people. I want to do something for my community. So yeah, that's, that's the difference between Jesse and, and, and I guess a, 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 the majority. And Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby, I'm gonna do this for the chicken wings and the sponsorship deals. I want to knock you all over my back and check. You ain't first. You're last. You're last. <laughs> Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get back to our conversation about cooking shows. You were talking about this, uh, this cooking show that um, you were on about. Um, I, do you remember Adam Pennell? Came on uh, Pod Aid, made his cocktails and stuff. Do you remember him? Yes, uh, actually, lad. he was he was a very he was he was fucking amazing. He had some crazy like cocktails and like like crazy ideas on on like just food the creativity for food and, and drinks it was very inspirational you know very yeah, he's, he's amazing some of his barbecue stuff is just it's just filth it looks pure amazing. filth but amazing filth you know it's kind of like <laughs> oh because the greasiest mate like he'll hot you like get all stuck in with all this grease and the and the char all over his hands and just really dig in with it like but he makes food that it just makes you want to just bury your face into it uh, i love that kind of stuff um yeah. I'm, I'm i'm still obsessed with a little bit with bar rescue um <laughs> i love that show so much have you watched bar rescue i haven't watched it in a long time it's been a, it's, it's been a long show, time man. since i watched it yeah it's a good show i like I john just... taffer i think he's insane what do you think you're doing you can't like, serve chicken you like, you're gonna kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love him. He's, he's he's wonderfully psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that he's like six foot seven or something. He towers over everybody. He's like, I gotta, I gotta murder you, and he throws people like beer over him and stuff. Like it's just brilliant. I love it. Yeah, he's he's, um, he's a very large fellow. Yeah. Uh, kitchens, though, I imagine I couldn't, I couldn't ever ever function in a kitchen. I don't think like some people be like, what the fuck, Alex? And I'd be like, what the fuck, huh? What did you just swear at me? Like, <laughs> don't be so mean darren that's a that's a whole different thing like functioning in a kitchen like that's a whole different ecosystem and there's like a hierarchy to it you know so it's like i don't know if i don't know if i could literally function in a kitchen no you know? no so, yeah i mean it might be fun to get uh, get some content from a kitchen from, from an outsider's point of view you know that like, would be pretty well, cool. I don't think I'd, I'd be taking out of context, wouldn't it? Because you you work with someone for like, I don't know, uh, five years or so, you kind of understand their ticks and the, the the reasons why they lose their shit every now and again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've been watching um, The Last Kingdom on, on Netflix, which is, is, is Vikings based. It's based on books uh, by Bernard Cornwell. 
and yeah. um, I put off watching this for so long because I watch Vikings, and if, if you've ever watched Vikings, it's just unbelievably brilliant. It's just it looks brilliant. It's acted brilliant. It's like Game of Thrones, but for Vikings. And the the Last Kingdom has um has uh like kind of a bit of a dip in production value uh when i when you look at it but the story is so so good so i'm, I'm glad to be watching that um oh, that's good really is there good. is there any way i could take a quick break absolutely well we we can we can kill this if you like i have to really use the restroom <laughs> oh you go you go george you go and i'll, I'll be um, right back yeah 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 so while george is going i'll tell you a bit more about the lost kingdom actually no i'll tell you about um Stuff that's that's going on at uh, USAC and, and stuff at the moment. So um, if you are watching this show on YouTube right now and you're wondering, what is this? What What is USAC? What, uh, well, we are like a, a collection of, of people either side of the, uh, the, the Atlantic, UK. There's me and Moose. And over in America, you got David, George, and Tom, who you usually see on this show. And we like to talk about stuff that kind of maybe get lost gets lost in translation between us uh mainly culture um and i love that with jesse just about about nascar because like i said right the difference between how we absorb and 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 use motorsport in the uk and how america does it is completely different um so these these are the conversations we like to have so we do it with two different shows we have you suck obviously we have the the two-on-one or the the, the kind of intimate in, in, um, interviews say interviews they're more conversations than anything i like to like really get into get into people's minds and understand what's going on with them and we talk about actors um people that make things movies sports stars food stars anybody like that um and then there's thor skin which is this one the thor skin podcast which is oh, i'll put on the background oh gosh uh which is there here oh, where is it there we go there's the thor skin podcast it's a it's a live podcast that we do every wednesday at 8 p.m. UK time. And it's a bit like this is with me, Moose, George, and David. Um, so it's two US, two UK. And it's a bit like going down the pub with your mates, but except two of them are from the from Britain and, and two are from America. And we like to talk about what's going on in the world, news stories and stuff we like to share. We'll bring George back in. Um and I feel like <laughs> our content on, on USOC is so good. I like I don't understand. Why we haven't got thousands and thousands of listeners, but like I love that that, that we have like this intimate uh, sort of conversational piece with you, suck, and like the come down the pub and have a laugh with your mates with with Thorskin. I think it works so well, you know. Especially having George on board, you've done a great job coming back, coming to us, George. I missed you, man. I missed, I you, missed you. I missed you too. Yeah, I really appreciate you. Uh, you know, let me be on, and even with this interview with Jesse, I, t- I actually had a ton more questions. Uh, but you know, time is a yeah, and I felt I felt yeah, bad for him sort of taking taking charge there. But his um, his agent was like, it's, it was like, it's half an hour, half an hour. What did I say, Whiteley? Uh, like, yeah, so <laughs> maybe I think he enjoyed the show. Uh, I mean, Jesse, if you're watching this back and you'd like to come back, I'll bring you back halfway through the season or something and see how he's getting on. I'd love that. Because... Definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Please come back. I would like to talk to him again, maybe ask him some questions because I know he was talking about, uh, you know, just Na- NASCAR, but he's also his personal vehicles, uh, and which still like he was drifting. I actually had questions about his drifting that I would, you know, love to hear. Mm, yeah. So. so maybe we can get him back on. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, 
but life is life has been nuts for me lately and um i'm taking on an awful lot and this is a problem i'm having is is saying yes i had to say no today to someone who was like yo you want to do a podcast on sunday and i was like i can't and they're like yeah but well, we can do it and I, like, I can't no like I'm, I'm i'm spending time with my family no and it's because i like doing what i do but i think it's damaging me taking on too much so i'm having to sort of reel back a little bit you know so well, I, want- I know yeah I, I know that exact feeling that mm. exact feeling a hundred percent like i uh i was taking on a lot uh when we were doing like uh the speakeasy i had my own show and then you know every now and then i'd pop in on you suck and then i was trying to create like side content and it's just you start to lose yourself in you know in the content and it's something that you're passionate about but at the same time like you're kind of losing yourself with others. So I can relate like a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, I like my distractions though. My, I like, I like someone disappearing to like the lost kingdom is like someone I'm watching at the moment, like I mentioned, but before that it was peacemaker. And before that at the moment, it's Pam and Tommy. Like, I feel like I need to have like a good TV series to get me. I, I, did you watch peacemaker? You said last week you want to try peacemaker. Did you try? I haven't had a chance to watch it. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely watch it though. Like, I'm going to try and make some time this week to to watch it because I actually really enjoyed that character just based off of Suicide Squad. You know, like mm. I wasn't aware of his character uh, on the DC comics. Like I just, I, you know, I'm a nerd, but I, I haven't read everything. It's, it's a lot of content there and I don't know every character in the no, existence of DC. So. I think, I think this is, uh, we have like, Moon Knight's coming out now and people are like, oh, I've got like, Got a few weeks to, to geek up so I can pretend like I know the most about Moonlight than everybody else. You don't have to yeah. do that. I mean, you can read a few comics. I feel like that's that's a that's a weird uh, it's a, that's a weird thing, right? It's like people like they want to nerd up so they have the most information, but it's like, I mean, what are you trying? I don't understand what you're trying to prove. You know, it's like I would like Nerds to have a, a little very... bit of basic information, but I don't need to be the the Moon Knight like, you know, representative. <laughs> fan bases are funny things aren't they nerds and i yeah. consider myself a nerd by the way including myself in this because oh, now yeah, like I've, I've kind of watched all of star wars um, a lot of it multiple times whereas i didn't give a fuck about it before i feel like i'm kind of well versed on star wars i can have good conversations with people about certain things it's like somebody was going oh i, I really want qui-gon to, to be an obi-wan as a force ghost and i was like well actually he can't be because can't. if you if you mm-hmm. If if you watch Clone Wars, he tells you that he didn't finish his training, so he can only appear yep. as a voice apparition. And I was just kind of like, "Oh fuck, I'm one of those guys." <laughs> like, no, I I agree. I I agree with that statement entirely. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he cannot, he cannot. If he does, I'll be well annoyed. I'll be like, "You said." <laughs> I'll be like, "You said." Yeah. You know what That's I do f- want though? I do want the Qui Gon Jinn lightsaber. He has the f- my favorite lightsaber of all the fucking Jedi. Mm. My favorite handle. He has the best handle. Which one's that? I can't remember. I need to have a look at that. So his is a it's a very slender handle, and then it has like these this black uh wrap that almost looks like fingers that wraps around all the way to the top, and then uh the the button yeah. all the way at the top. It's very slender, very sleek. It was one of my favorites. As to where like the other Jedi's and the Sith, they have this gigantic protruding button that sticks way off of the saber. Especially yeah. Vader's. Vader's is the absolute worst. You know, it's like mm. this the hander is kind of it's thick and then it gets a little skinny at the top, but then the button protrudes out 
and it's like a slide up button and it's so inconvenient it's like how did he even use this thing as to where qui-gon's is like very it's like ergonomical and it's very slender it's easy to hold you know like a sword a picture of qui-gon's uh uh there he is. There he is. Liam Neeson there holding we go. his actual lightsaber. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking cool. about, son. That's the one right there. Yeah. Kind of looks like a, a bong. Not bong, but something you'd smoke out. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like a smoking device. I, I, can't, I like the ridges on it. You know, that they, they, they would feel good. Why don't you help me smoke all these midichlorians? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, um, but like, I feel like fan bases are... I, I, they're they're important, but they kind of going a bit too far. And actually, the MCU, the 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 Marvel fans are kind of flipping out a bit because the Batman, the Batman is getting the highest ratings of any Batman of all time at the moment. It's like get going crazy. Have they released it over there in the UK yet? Because I know it it's comes that it's out tomorrow. Out tomorrow, yeah, it comes out tomorrow for us also. Yeah, so I feel like that's going to cause an issue because the the. Like, let's be honest, Marvel fanboys are just the worst. They they like to destroy things that aren't Marvel, and I don't think yeah. they're very fair with things. So I feel like they're gonna like. It's gonna crazy how it's views. crazy how like they're very like. It's almost it's almost like uh, like in America, like we have like uh, Republican and and Democratic, like they're like that 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 like rivalry um, rivalry. It's but for Marvel and DC, it's like. Uh, don't you love comics? You should love comics across All of the it. board. Yeah, yeah. Across the board. If it's shit, I'll call it shit. It doesn't matter if it's Marvel or DC. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Eternals was really good. It got review bombed for the wrong reasons. It got wor- it got bad reviews. But it's Very actually really reviews. not a bad movie. I thought it was... Yeah. It, it was it was as Plus good they're also they're also introducing a whole new element to the to the Marvel series that we're going to see later. It's like, guess what? That is canon. That's going to that's coming. Yeah. That whole thing is coming. Yeah, um, but yeah, what we'll do is, um, George, we'll we'll leave this as as a shorter episode because uh, my wife is just dishing me up some chili, so I can have Ooh. some food. Sounds great. Tell people uh, about your podcast, George. Let, let let people know where to follow you and stuff. Okay, yeah, you can uh, you can view my show, uh, Not Your Everyday Critics, on not on uh, YouTube. Uh, we have, I believe, we have like thirteen episodes up right now. Uh, the most recent, which was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I actually did with the one and only great David Raby. Um, yeah, so yes. just uh, yeah, just just check us out and then just leave a comment and like, subscribe, all that that, that wonderful stuff. Uh, and I've got to say, if you are watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and give us a share. We need some love at the moment um, because uh, we we need to we need to sort of start making a dent in things. And like I said, the content that we're making is is so lovingly put together, and I feel like it's so natural. Uh, and the comments that we get are very positive when people come on our show. So I'm kind of like, ah, oh, I'm kind of frustrated. So I would, I need your support. So give this a subscribe, share it with people uh, and tell people about us because uh, we, we, we want to do this for you guys. We make this content for you. And cause I think it's very important to have these conversations across the border. Uh, soon. I think we're going to need it more than ever. You know, we need those dis- positive, good distractions, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, on the other side of, of you suck, we have the Thorskin podcast, which I mentioned halfway through the show. Um, that is a, is where me, uh, George, David, and Moose Cooper, we all get together and we, it's almost like going down a pub with your mates. We like to chat about, uh, the, the most trend, most fucked up trending news stories. Um, and we play Butchug Island and we Butchug play a, a quiz. 
here, but Chungo, we've got only one week left, and then we're going to find a new game to play. I, might, I was thinking of bringing back the gauntlet. Ooh, oh, I'll I would get, love, yeah. I would love the gauntlet. I've never done the gauntlet. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Well, okay. Um, make sure as well. You need to if you go to our website, which is usucknetwork.com, Take a look. Um, it's a beautiful website and it's made for us by our friends at web orchard. If you need a website, they will make a website just for you. And it doesn't matter what you do and what you need it for. They will make a beautiful website just for you. Uh, web orchard are great at what they do. I, I saw Pete, uh, we're at a kids festival at the weekend, uh, did two days there with uh, the shoes biscuit and Pete turned up and his little kid sat at the studio and Timmy, my kid, they interviewed each other. It was very cool. He's a nice guy, Pete. So any awesome. web orchard. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Right, we'll get out of here. George, thank you for, for joining me. Jesse, you're an amazing guest. And thank you very much for, for listening to this. Like I said, give us a subscribe, give us a share, and we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, this has been Yusuk. I've been Alex Whiteley. I've been George Lugo. And we love you guys. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. Bye. All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck with Alan Tom. Your one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs>